during the past uh, two decades of working for myself, I have dropped a small fortune in books and seminars and audio things. And I remember there being a specific time when Christian biblical materials were marketed to people in business as a way to prove that God wanted your success. And if you followed the same kind of patterns as seen in all the other self-help materials, um, you would get what it is, whatever goal it was that you were working toward. The, the idea is you do the thing, you get the thing. Uh, and this week, we're going to be starting a three-part series of affirmations and how they, affirmations and the Proverbs 31 woman. We're going to cover what what Proverbs is, Proverbs 31 is and what it isn't and some other good stuff in there too. So let's get started. Hey, Mama, welcome to your business calling. Do you finally want to get clarity on growing your online business and drop the confusion of ever-changing growth trends? Do you find yourself up late at night asking Google how to get past overwhelm and burnout? Do you wake up enthusiastic about hearing from God only to feel frustrated when you've invested in yet another program that steers you off course and subtracts from your bank account instead of adding to it? Hey, I'm Jennifer. I too was a capable, ambitious mama who wanted to use my God-given gifting to contribute financially to my family. I too felt like I was doing everything the gurus told me and still staying stuck. I kept thinking, maybe I must not know enough yet, or maybe I, I didn't hear from God right. Until I woke up to the truth that my confidence and business path came from Jesus, and I was capable of not only squashing overwhelm, but creating a business that would bless lives, starting right here in my own home. In this podcast, you'll find victory in your authenticity, clarity on who and whose you are, confidence in growing your business the way God has called you to grow it, so that you will finally feel that kingdom impact. Find your coziest chair, favorite coffee mug, and prettiest journal, and let's get started. Did you know that we have a free community where we can hang out a little bit every day? We're Christian mompreneurs who've been called to online business and want to grow our online businesses with and for God. We share about how to drop the overwhelm, lack of authenticity, and frustration this online space can breed. And instead, we align with the Lord to actually enjoy this journey of growth and obedience. Join us at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash ATC community, ATC community, as in answering the call. I can't wait to meet you. We'll see you over there. Well, I hope, uh, as always in our time together, that there's going to be some new thoughts that maybe you've never had, or maybe you've kind of had this idea kind of quelling up in your soul, and maybe the words that I'm sharing with you are going to be a confirmation of like, yes, oh my goodness, I was thinking that too. Something was brewing in me. God put that kind of baby seed of a thought in me that maybe something that I'm doing isn't in alignment with what he wants or what he's asked. And so welcome to the conversation you might never have had before. I've done some research in, uh, into the Proverbs 30, 31 woman, and I've found some, mi- some misuses of the scripture. What I'll be sharing today might not be popular because when I started having these questions about the self-help things I was learning and how it aligns or doesn't align with what God wants for me, I was, I was reluctant to let go, clinging to different things. And especially when scripture got involved, I really clung to those scriptures as proof of something that I wanted. 
instead of clinging to Jesus, I, I have experienced and I see many other women in business experiencing that they're clinging to the self-help God. So God doesn't want our success in business ventures. He wants us to yearn for him and to work toward becoming more like his son daily. So let's get into this where many women in business wave the banner of the Proverbs 31 woman in ways that are not of the Lord. Let's clear up some misconceptions this week. I'm going to first start reading the last part of Proverbs 31. Today, we're going to cover the three things that Proverbs 31 isn't and creating an affirmation to reverse some of the self-help things that we may have been learning. Okay, here is part of Proverbs 31. It starts at um, Proverbs 31.10. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks in nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it out of her earnings, and she plants a vineyard. She sets out about her work vigorously, and her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy, and when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She's clothed with strength and dignity and she can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and called her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Let's get into what this proverb is not. And I'm going to start with my, the one that hit me the most when I first heard this. I heard this as permission to run with my goals, dreams, and drives. I believe now that in looking for scriptures to prove that there's something that you want to have happen is not in alignment with the way that God wants us to use scriptures. And why, why is this thought ill-conceived? Because this isn't This life isn't about our will being done or what we want to have happen or what we foresee or what our limited capacity can produce. It's all about what God wants. So how can we fix this misinterpretation? How can we use the scripture in a way that will better support us in the way that God wants us to be supported. I find that the easiest way is to drop right into the Lord's prayer of thy will be done not mine, but thy will be done. And so however you would like to make an affirmation about that, that you are completely in submission to him and what his will is for you. And we have a saying in our house that we're doing the thing that's in front of us right now, um, knowing that it's part of his will and we're doing it as much as possible. <laughs> Happily, gladly, we're given, we're being, we're, we're given today and our goal is to do it well. So your will be done, that 
the Proverbs 31 is not about permission to run with your goals, your dreams, and your drive. The next thing that it isn't is an, an edict to strive for perfection. Now, perfection is an illusion. It's smoke and mirrors. It's not of the Lord. It's confusion, which we know God does not bring. He is a God of clarity and a God of order. And here I would refer to you back to the podcast, several podcasts of um, the list of how do you know if you're hearing from God or not. How do we get over this idea that this is a list of perfection, a, li- a list of how things are supposed to be, that if you want to be a great woman for the Lord, that you must fulfill all of these to-dos. Evidently, this is a lie. A lie is not from God. So let when it comes to lies, let's 180 that and look for biblical truths, which is what I've been calling um, affirmations from the Bible, bib- biblical truths. So John 8, 31. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Another one that I really liked that I found was 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. So it's not about us living up to this illusion of a perfect woman, but it is us realizing that we are weak and in the fact that we are weak, he is strong. You know that Jesus loves me song, right? (laughs) All right. And finally, the last thing that Proverbs 31 is not, it is not a call for guilt or shame when you don't measure up. We want a certain outcome. This is another example of our will. We want our will to be done. We want a certain outcome. And we see that all these things we, th- we see all these things in this list of perfections that we don't have, and that brings guilt and shame upon us. So how do we get over this idea of guilt and shame? For and We're going to remember from the Bible that it says that God made Christ, who never sinned, to be our offering for our sin, so that we can be ra- made right with God through Christ. That this perceived guilt and shame, they aren't real. This is not something that we actually did wrong, that we should be guilty or shameful about. This is something that is an illusion, again, a lie from the enemy. And something that I wanted to share with you here is as we're looking through Proverbs Proverbs 31, and we're seeing that this woman does everything. She gets up early, stays stays up late. She she has a business. She has she has servants. She she buys a vineyard. Uh, from money that she has. Um, she works all the time. Her muscles are big. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. She's not worried about anything like bad weather. Nothing's going to hurt her family. She's not worried about it. She's she's dressed in fine clothes. Her husband is proud of her. She is in a good mood because it says that she laughs at the days to come. Her kiddos think that she's the best mama ever. And so I asked a friend of mine who has been to seminary and has um, lots and lots of years of experience in in um, working in a church and in ministry, because I had some weird feelings about Proverbs 31. It just kind of hit me. It was this tiny little seed of questioning. And I wanted just to get his perspective on the original text, the original language it was written in, and how that is interpreted and and sometimes things are lost in translation very frequently when it comes to um, the Bible. And so I said, tell, you know, tell me about Proverbs 31. And he said that in reading it through the original text, the way that it was written is in past tense. 
Now we're reading it and it looks as if this woman is doing everything perfect right now, that her life is immaculate, amazing. She's a mom. She's a business owner. She is looked up highly in the, the, in the community. She dresses nice. She's pretty. Her muscles are strong. You know, all of these things all at once. And instead, what's the truth is that it was written in the past tense. And so what that means is that this woman that we are reading about throughout her life, let's say it, um, she's an older woman at this point, throughout her life, she has dinged these things off. A lifetime of following God and being excellent for him. These things have happened over a lifetime. So she did not have everything all at one time, but continued to strive for that close relationship with the Lord. And in her, over her lifetime, she has experienced one of these things at a time. This truth helps you to realize that number one, this is not a, this is not, Proverbs 31 is not permission to run gung ho toward all of your business dreams to make the money to buy the vineyard so that you can have people that are working for you so you can work out and be strong and that your clothes are going to be awesome and that your husband's going to be so proud of you. This is not about that. It is not about the edict to strive for perfection because this did not happen all at once. This was a lifetime of continued effort as well as the fact that Proverbs 31 is not about your guilt and shame when you feel you don't measure up. You're comparing your right now to this woman's entire life. And it, it is, it's apples and oranges. Let's finish in prayer today. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing clarity to this text. Thank you for helping us to see that this is not an all or nothing black and white thing. That this woman was somebody that lived an exemplary life throughout her lifetime and experienced lots of blessings, Lord. Thank you for our time together. Thank you for a growing family uh, around the world. Thank you, Lord, that what, what you've asked us to do as women in business is completely doable because we rely completely on you. Thank you, Lord, for your strength, your creativity, and your guidance. Thank you for being open to be in relationship with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, Mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, could you take 30 seconds and forward this podcast or, or share it on social media with some other Christian mompreneurs for support and encouragement? And before you go, are you needing a little calm in your life? Like, God, please kick the chaos the marketplace is selling me to the curb. <laughs> I've got you, girl. Grab your copy of the Calm the Chaos Workshop and let God's alignment take over. The link to the recording is in the show notes. It lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you. Okay, time to go unfollow some influencers. No more shiny object syndrome for me. I'll meet you back on Friday for another episode. Remember, success is in obedience. Bye-bye.